Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, oh, when the saints go marching in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. It is the only podcast on the Internet where we talk about every single Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order, which brings us to when the saints go marching in today. I'm J.B. Clark. I'm joined, as always, by Rob Carmack. Rob, how you doing? J.B., I'm just glad to be in this number. Yeah. You and me doing a podcast. Uh, I'm pumped about this. This is a sweet, sweet damn near perfect cover oh cool well that that'll make it interesting to talk about then um so like you said at the top we're talking about the song when the saints go marching in everybody knows this song this is a very famous song uh this bruce's version was recorded in 2007 or was released in 2007 on the album live in dublin which was the the official live album that they released after the end of the secret sessions tour so this is one it never it does not have a studio recording on it this is one that bruce exclusively has performed live and uh, let's see, some basic facts here. Uh, oh, Bruce's most recent performance of the song was May the 3rd, 2014 at Jazz Fest in New Orleans. And yep. a- actually, Bruce has played the song every single time he's played at Jazz Fest. So this, yep. is, this is a Bruce Springsteen staple specifically at Jazz Fest. He has to play this at Jazz Fest. Yeah, it does seem right. It's um, like playing in Las Vegas and playing Viva Las Vegas. Right. Um, so then, uh, let's see. So this is a traditional American gospel hymn. It, it, it's played a lot of jazz bands play. This is this is basically like if you've ever had a kid take piano lessons, they have to learn "Mary Had a Little Lamb." This is the "Mary Had a Little Lamb" of jazz bands. Like this, this yes. is the song that all jazz bands are required to know. Uh, the song most famously was recorded in 1938 by Louis Armstrong and his orchestra, and this song has been covered by pretty much everybody it's been covered by fats dom i'm just going to read a very abbreviated list by no means comprehensive other versions of the song have been recorded by fats domino judy garland elvis presley jerry lee lewis and tony sheridan um which by the way the jerry lee lewis tony sheridan recording (laughs) the backing band was the beatles before they were very famous um so if you want to go find that that's that's the beatles playing basically being the house band for jerry lee lewis to play the song Sounds um, pretty dope. Yeah. Tears for Fears, Etta James, Dolly Parton, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem from The Muppet Show <laughs> has played the song, um, which is fitting because Dr. Teeth is pretty much um, Dr. John as a Muppet. So that, you know, that they would do this song is, is appropriate. So, um, so yeah, the many, many covers of this song. It's it's very old. No, There's really no, uh, like, specific songwriter that's attached to it. It's, it's an old standard. Uh, but the Louis Armstrong version is probably the most famous. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. So you said this is a virtually perfect cover of this song, correct? Yes. So talk to just me about cover, it. just cover in general, because um, they do the song justice, but they also do a take on it, mm-hmm. and that makes it, you know, that's that's what you're supposed to do to do a cover well. You don't want to just copy it because then you're just copying it but you don't want to change it so much that it loses its essence. So that's what they're doing here. Well, and also, like you said, I mean, you're to, to do it like anybody else. I mean, you, you may not even just be doing a copy. You might be doing a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, right? Cause the song has been so yes. ubiquitously covered. It's, I would imagine as a musician, it, it would be really hard to put a new spin on this song. Right. This, and, and this is, uh, by doing, um, this song, like someone else, you'd be doing it like everyone else because everyone does it uh, sort of the same. But 
they slow it down and they give it a little bit of like slower sort of swing. And, but they keep the jazziness. They keep all the instrumentation, same instrumentation. Like you still have the trombone and the walking bass and the big trumpet part, but it's just a little bit languid and a little bit longing. Yeah. Which is, uh, great for like, if, if when the saints go marching in is like a more, a song you would hear in the morning in new Orleans, you know, you would hear a band walking down the street playing it. Yeah. Uh, I was actually thinking second like, line. I, I, I was just about to say that this sounds like a second line funeral parade to me. Yeah. Right. So if, if the normal sort of when the saints go marching in is like a morning second line to jazz fest, uh, that everybody follows, this is the nighttime. It's hot. And the mosquitoes are out. The sun is setting. Everyone's tired. Mm. Everyone's still hopeful for tomorrow. Uh, that's what this version is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the front sitting on the front porch of the evening version. Um, super sweet. Yeah. I Su- think so. Super sweet. And uh, Bruce does a little bit of a Bruce as Dylan uh, thing vocally, and I actually like. I really love it here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say that Mark Anthony Thompson. Uh, Absolutely. His sounds like honey personified. Uh, well, and, and, and that Mark is, Anthony Thompson is the person is the lead vocalist on the second verse of this song. Yes. And oh, my gosh, he makes this song so good. And the little just the tiny mandolin under his voice is so small and so sweet. Uh, and Patty's great. And this is recorded in Ireland. And she does like a real. Irish lilt in her pronunciation of the word March. She tends to sing a little bit of Irish lilt here and there, but um, yeah. really, really there. The trumpet is so great. Uh, it calls back to that standard way, but it's still slow like this version. It's so brassy and so bold and smooth and understated. Um, and I love uh, in the, I think in the live video, but not in the actual album, Bruce says before the song starts, um, this is, a song that sort of explains this whole project. And I love that. Well, and it's an interesting kind of structure too, right? Because like, like we said, Mark Anthony Thompson play, uh, sings lead in the second verse. Patty Scalfa sings lead in the third. So it's, it's not just Bruce singing the song. It's, it's one of these like uh, rotating lead singers as the song kind of winds down. So, and then the fourth verse it's Bruce. And who, who is, who is he singing with there? I, I did not write it down. So I'm, I'm not totally sure who that is. Where? Uh, in the fourth verse? Because it's first verse Bruce, second verse Mark Anthony Thompson, third mm-hmm. verse Patty Scalfa, and then the fourth verse, Bruce is back in, but there's somebody singing with him, I think. Uh, and then Bruce and Mark trade. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then Bruce, and then Thompson and Scalfa, and then Bruce and Thompson and Scalfa. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the th- those are the, th- the three. Uh, there may be some backup, like some BGVs, I think. Oh, maybe. I'm sure there are, yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's very mellow. It's and because he brings in the other singers, it, it's it's got sort of like this uh, group sort of. Which I mean, like these old gospel hymns, like they're they're meant to be sung in a group, and so it's it's good that he mm-hmm. brings in the other vocalists for it. Musically, I I don't I don't have a lot of thoughts here. What what else do you hear? Uh the organ is really great because it's sort of omnipresent uh you don't hear it until everything drops out and then you realize oh that's been holding this up the whole time yeah uh it almost leans into the laziness the languidness of the song you know oh it's okay guys we can all quit playing for a minute the organ's here (laughs) 
there's some just everybody kind of pops in and out. Like everybody from this giant session band just kind of pops in and out. Like there's a little banjo here, a little mandolin here, a little, you know, the trumpet. I just this trumpet solo I cannot get over. And it is simply the when the Saints go marching in trumpet solo, but the way he plays it. The notes aren't really different. It's yeah. just the way he plays it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the sessions band is not to be underestimated. I mean, there's there's some power in that in that lineup. Yeah, I need. A, I'm gonna look up who the who the trumpet player is, because it's incredible. Kurt Ram. All right. Very very good. Well, great job, Kurt. That's that's that. Cool. Should we do? Sorry, <laughs> a little lull in the conversation there. Should we do uh, lyrics? Yes. Or do we know these lyrics? No, I, I think this is one um, because he said like the whole sessions thing was sort of like like this sort of gets to the center of it all. And probably, my guess is, most people don't know the verses to this song. They probably only know the chorus, you know? So um, the verses may shed some light on things, especially since they rotate vocalists. So, um, yeah. so what, what, yeah, why don't we run through it and see if we can't discover something. So uh, the first verse, which is normally sung by Bruce, says what, JB? All right, so verse one, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, we're all traveling in the footsteps of those who came before, and we'll all be reunited. Reunited. Uh, on that new and sunlit shore. When the saints go marching in, when the saints go marching in, Lord, how I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. So basically it's about death. It's a, it's about like we, we've worked hard, we've done our part, and one day we will be reunited with those who also did the work but um, but came and went before before our time. So basically like yeah. we're, all, we're all moving in the same direction. So it's, it's basically about like dying and going to heaven. Yeah, and sort of um, wanting to be... I, I like the idea. So we just know when the Saints go marching and how I want to be in that number. It's like, well, you know, what does that mean? Uh, is it is it a parade? Is that the number you know we're talking about? But it's it's about the specific one is like when you I, I want to you know these are the greatest people uh, who have done the the greatest good these Saints and whenever they're all reunited on that sunlit shore that far away sunlit shore. I want to be in that number. So like I, I want to be included among them. So it's aspirational and it's also communal because it, it, mm-hmm. it assumes that what you do is you're not doing it just for yourself or just with nobody else, just by yourself. And, but it also suggests that we all have a higher calling. And so he's, yeah. he, he's connecting his story or like whoever's singing the song is connecting his or her story with the story of all those who did good work in the world who came before us. Yeah. Uh, so then Mark comes in, and oh, when the sun refuses to shine, when the sun refuses to shine, Lord, how I want to be in that number, when the saints go marching in. Uh, and then back to the chorus refrain. Oh, when the saints go marching in, when the saints go marching in, how I want to be there on that morning when the saints go marching in. Um, and then Patty, when the trumpet sounds its call. Wait, the did you miss sounds- the moon r- turns red with blood, or is that not in this version? That is not in this version. Okay, go ahead then. Uh, when the trumpet sounds its call, when the trumpet sounds its call, oh, how I want to be in that number, when the trumpet sounds its call. Uh, when the saints go marching in, when the saints go marching in, Lord, how I want to be in that number, when the saints go marching in. And then uh, Bruce comes back in. Now, some say, some say this world of trouble is the only world we'll ever see. But I'm waiting for that morning when the new world is revealed. And then Mark comes in. Oh, when the new world is revealed, when the new world is revealed, Lord, how I want to be there on that morning when the new world is revealed. And then they all trade off when the saints 
and then Echo and the Saints, Bruce go marching in, and they Echo go marching in, you know, yeah, so on and so forth. So yeah, it's about death, and it's about like what what will you leave behind, and you know, like did did you do good work? But it's also sort of like this hopeful, resonant sort of like maybe like maybe this is all worth something because it's moving in a specific direction. So. Um, it's funny, like the last song, it, like you could not have picked two two more opposite songs than "When the Lights Go Out" and "When the Saints Go Marching In," right? Because "When right. the Lights Go Out" are basically like nobody has anything good inside them. Like goodness is only posturing until everybody stops looking, and then we're all like evil, soulless creatures. And this song is like, I, I will continue to press forward and do good work until the day I die, because then when I'm dead, I'll be able to join with the saints who came before me. So yeah, um, so that's it's an interesting pair that we <laughs> that we did these two back to back, you know. Very interesting pair. Um, I'll take this one. Yeah, I, I, th- I think so as well. This song. I mean, I, at the very, if, if nothing else, I'll take the uh, the sentiment of this one over. Right. Like, like everything is everything is on fire. Everything is terrible. <laughs> yeah. And you're terrible yeah. too, which is the message of what when the lights go out. Yeah. So pretty straightforward, and I mean, because it's an old gospel hymn, it's very repetitive. It's easy for people to sing along with, which is the whole point. I don't know. I don't. I don't have any other thoughts on this. I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward yeah that's it man it's uh you got uh that's all i got (laughs) cool it's a very straightforward song and it's a beautiful cover uh how many saints would you have marching in on this song i i would have five i think no way i give this this one five you're all the way to a five on this all the way to a five i mean this is a perfect cover man you're not gonna like this i'm a two and a half Oh, it's okay. I understand. I just don't care. That's the thing. Like, it's I, I just don't love it. I never listen to it. I, I tend to, I mean, just from a personal standpoint, if for this song, I tend to like the more traditional, upbeat approach to it. I, I, I respect what he's doing here, and I think it probably was a pretty cool way to shut down the shows in, uh, in the Secret Session shows. It's just when I'm listening to it, I just don't care. I'm bored. Oh, I yeah. couldn't be, I couldn't be less, like, bored with this it's one of those sort of stimulated and relaxed all at once because there's all the instruments are doing sort of the thing one at a time there's always just a new new texture and i could listen to mark anthony thompson sing all day every day i assume i probably would have a higher estimation of the song if i saw him perform this at jazz fest you know with the secret band so I, i recognize that my experience with it is only through the you know, either listening to the album or watching the DVD, neither of which gives you the full experience. So yeah, I just don't respond to it that well, but I'm really glad you do because this, you can tell this is a very loving cover. Like Bruce cares about the song and, um, and it's, it's a generous cover also because he, he brings other vocalists in to kind of help, help carry the weight. So, um, so it's good. It's just, I'm, I'm, I just don't respond to it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, to each their own. Speaking of the live performance, um, Bruce put up the post Katrina Jazz Fest whole set on YouTube. No way. Recently. Yeah. So have, check it out. I have the audio of it. I've never watched the video of it though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's on YouTube now. It's a shorter uh, show. Also, the um, like I guess Jazz Fest. It's like Bruce just can't like play for four hours just because he feels like it. <laughs> jazz right. Fest. Yeah. It's so, not a short set, uh, but it is a short Bruce set. Yeah. Um, it's it's an it's a normal set for every musician who isn't Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it's at least an hour, uh, if I remember. But yeah, uh, yeah, man, for sure. All right, well, that was fun. Um, if everybody, if you'll join us next time, we'll be talking about the song "When You Need Me." So that's that's what's coming up. Uh, still- and until then, if you need us, uh, you can holler at us on uh, Twitter uh, or shoot us an email or comment on the Facebook page. Comment. 
Facebook page or hop on over to the Patreon and get into the Slack group. Uh, in the meantime, did you see, by the way, on on our Facebook page, some lady there, there's a lady who like I guess listened to the war episode and she was so outraged that we she she posted like on on the Facebook page like under the link to that episode she posts they don't play the song all they do is talk and then she, like WTH this like little old lady and, <laughs> and James Childs commented our beloved listener patron friend James Childs comments like oh my god I, I like I'm just now realizing you're right because it's like 341 <laughs> episodes <laughs> Oh, I love James. I know because I'm so glad he did that because I saw that and I was so close to like as like the page because I don't have my own pro- profile. I just use that that page, and so I was gonna comment like as the page, like yeah, we this is you, thank, thanks for discovering with the format of what this entire show with 341 episodes. You got it. You figured it out. It. We don't play the songs. We talk about the songs. And really, I wanted to even comment like, do you have access to this song? Like. Why do you need us to play the song for you? Just like go go listen to the song and then listen to us talk about it. It's not hard. Well, but- <laughs> like someone was looking for War the song on iTunes and there was like a 99 cent version and a free version. Well, I mean- <laughs> but the free version wasn't the song. It was a podcast episode in the related links. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny cuz like literally right above that or right before that post, we post the video of the song, you know what I mean? Like, we, we already, if you want to hear the song, just scroll down like a half an inch and play the song. Like, mm. so I thought that was really funny because, like, even like 341 episodes into this, and we're still having to explain to people what this is. <laughs> or we don't. I guess James Childs help, yeah. very helpfully did it for us. But, um, but that was what I first thought. Like, how, we're three and a half years into this. How am I still explaining? Like, no, we don't play the songs. We're not going to we play the songs. And then later, if somebody decides to get like really uptight about things and decides to like send out cease and desist orders. We'll have to re-edit 400 episodes and I'm not going to do that. So in order for these to be evergreen, we can't play the songs. So, yeah. um, anyway, but you know, to, to all those out there who are frustrated by that, do not let us stop you from listening to the song on your own. That's what we do. Fully available. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can get most of them for free. By listening to them on a place that is supported by ads, probably. Yeah. Uh, or you could pay, you know, pay for the songs um, and support the artist. Yeah. It's so whatever. Yeah. There's a ton of ways to get to them. It, yeah. You, you don't. You don't need us to give you Bruce Springsteen music. You should have your own. Mm-hmm. You know, when you went to school, did you expect them to buy your books for you, or were you expected to, like, you know, college, I guess, but like, you know. <laughs> Because in high school they do give you give your books, but you have to give them back. Yes. But you know, like, are you responsible for your own stuff, or do you expect everybody else to do the work for you? You have to bring your own. Do do the reading is what I'm saying. Like, you can't just show up and, and be like, I didn't want to read Jane Eyre. What's the deal with this this English class <laughs> expecting us to read Jane Eyre? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a good <laughs> rant. That was a really good rant. Uh, anyway, thanks thanks to James Childs for having our back out there. And to that lady who's still very confused about whether or not we play the songs, uh, we don't. There's almost 350 episodes to that effect. So, you know, well, welcome to I, the uh, I give James Charles Charles's explanation five links to the YouTube version of the song. I give your rant two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair james earned the five All right. yeah uh in fact i'll give james a five as well now james Childs is in the hall of fame 
Two and a half, though, is still good. It's an okay rant, <laughs> I guess. It's okay. It's a good rant. It's a fine rant. It graduated. <laughs> and it gave us books back. Because it didn't own them. Well, I kind of, I kind of did not stick the landing with the with the books and the that metaphor, particularly. You know, I wasn't gonna bring it up. I was gonna let you just go to bed feeling proud of it. But. It's fine. Look, <laughs> Rome is burning, and uh, we're, we're we're just trying. I don't know. All right. So everybody, thanks just for listening. To get to that shore. Yeah. And uh, we'll see y'all next time with when you need me. Have a good one.